Hi and welcome to Lessons in Resilience, the podcast series where we talk about what resilience really looks like. I'm your host, resilience coach Pam Cotman, and in each episode I'll be sharing tips to help you create a kinder, more realistic toolkit for coping with change, challenge, self-doubt, stress, all the inevitable ups and downs of life. In this episode, I'm talking about the power of the pause, why we need it and how to build it even when life is busy. This episode will be coming out during May half term in the UK. So for those of you with kids, that might not necessarily feel like a holiday, but it is at least, I hope, a break from usual routines and perhaps a change of scenery. For others, you've maybe enjoyed the third bank holiday of May in the UK and then back to work as usual. For others, you've maybe been working all the way through. Whatever your situation when you come to listen to this episode, it's fair to say that lots of us struggle to pause and take time for ourselves, unless it's perhaps the evening, the weekend or a holiday. Somehow those moments give us permission to stop, but often by then, lots of us are already feeling pretty depleted. When life is busy... Taking time to pause, creating those opportunities to rest and top up, often slips down or just falls right off our to-do list because we're thinking about all the things that won't be happening if we stop. Instead, we need to reframe rest and dare to pause. Because whether your pause is 30 seconds, 10 minutes, a lunch break or a holiday, it's vital we take them. And here are five reasons why. Number one, to rest and reset. Our bodies and brains aren't designed to be constantly on the go. They need a break. Physically, mentally, emotionally, they need a break to recharge, to help us refocus, to course correct from stress and break that stress cycle, to simply come back to ourselves and our breathing. And when I talk about breathing, I mean breathing in the fully nourishing sense of the word rather than the shallow breathing most of us do in a busy day. So number one is all about rest and reset. The second reason why a pause is important is to observe. When life is busy or overwhelming, it's not only sometimes easier or more natural to want to run the other way from a pause, But it can be quite scary too to think about what might come up if we do choose to pause. But when we do, when we pause, it gives us the chance to take a step back and really observe ourselves, to observe what's going on around us, to observe others at work and at home, and to notice the things that might otherwise have escaped our attention. It's actually one of the things that my clients appreciate most about coaching. And for some, they're actively looking for support to help them pause and reflect because they realise how it, how and what it gives them when they pay attention to what's going on in their life. And that could be anything from perhaps celebrating the little wins that they hadn't really given themselves credit for or putting things in perspective and they often need a partner to help them with that. The third reason for taking a pause is to reconnect with what matters. It is often easier to keep ploughing on through the to-do list, but a pause helps us to focus back on how we're feeling, what we need, what's serving us and what's not, and what deserves our precious time and attention. 
And all of those things, the rest, the observation, the reconnecting with what matters, that takes us to number four. And that's the ability to answer the question, what next? And by the way, that doesn't have to mean adding lots more things to your to-do list. I recently read a brilliant book by Oliver Berkman called 4,000 Weeks. Really fascinating read. But one of the things I loved most about it was a question that he offered that was really liberating. And it was, what if you stopped trying to do everything? In episode one of this series, when we were talking about feeling overwhelmed, we talked about how those feelings can come from trying to do everything or being aware of all the things that there are to do. And what Berkman's question offers us is the chance to let some of that go. How would it feel? What would be different if you let go of one, two, three of those things? And what would it mean you could start to pay real attention to? Which takes me to my fifth reason for pausing in today's episode, and that is to be mindful around transitions. I work with a lot of clients at points of transition in their lives and in their careers, whether that's changing roles, going back to work, moving from one company to another. Change for all of us takes time and energy and often so much more of both of those things when we realise. As an example, I try to take a gentle approach the first week back after the school holidays, sometimes even just a Monday, because I know I'm a bit depleted after a weekend with kids or time away with the kids. But I also know that that's not always possible. And in busier times, even just a few cycles of breath can help us to create a valuable pause, reset and moment of calm before we move on to whatever the next thing is. Another tool that clients are finding useful is to actively, consciously schedule less in the diary. Perhaps there are meetings that you don't have to go to that allow you a bit of time at your desk to prioritise the week ahead or to clear the decks and your inbox a little bit. So at the end of this episode, I invite you to think about the rituals and practices that help you to pause. Here are just a few questions to get you started. If you had just 30 seconds or five minutes, what could you do to help you reset and reconnect to what matters? When it comes to making that transition from work or busy mode to home mode at the end of your working day or shift, what could you put in place to help you pause and top up? And finally for today, when it comes to those transitions from holiday or weekend mode to working mode, what do you need to put in place to support that shift? Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you found it useful. If you did, I'd love it if you would follow Lessons in Resilience on your favourite podcast platform. And while you're there, leave a review. It really helps with getting more listeners and spreading the word about what resilience really looks like. You might even choose to share this episode with a friend. If you want to find out more about my resilience work, head to the show notes where you'll find links to connect with me online and get in touch by email. I hope you'll join me again next time for more Lessons in Resilience.